What happens at Grandma's stays at Grandma's is a model for you and your grandkids. If it's fun, it's fair game. But lately, hip pain has you grimacing more than laughing. And that's a moment you realize life's too short to put off treatment any longer. The Joint and Spine Center is Cincinnati's leading destination for orthopedic care with hundreds of joint replacements each year. So when a moment has the power to change the rest of your life, go to the one place with the power to change it for the better. The Christ Hospital Health Network. This changes everything. The Pound This Podcast is brought to you by the Christ Hospital Health Network. I want to lose weight, but I don't know how to get started. What should I meal prep every week? How do I get those sweet booty gains? Inspiration for your healthy lifestyle. You can pound this. The Pound This Podcast with Amanda Valentine. Thank you so much for listening to The Pound This Podcast. I am Amanda Valentine. If you're new to this podcast, uh, thank you for being here. I've lost over 100 pounds through healthy eating and exercise after a lifetime of obesity and yo-yo dieting. And very excited to talk to Tony Horton because I have done P90X3 multiple times. (laughs) And you can catch Tony Horton. He is going to be at the Wellness Your Way Festival in Cincinnati, which is happening October 11th through the 13th. You can go to wellnessyourwayfestival.com. Hey, Tony, how are you? Hey, Amanda. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. That's nice to hear. Yeah, I'm very excited to see you in Cincinnati again. Oh, uh, that was fun. I look forward to it. That's going to be a good time. Now, really good. do you happen to remember when you were at the Wellness Your Way Festival at Cincinnati last year that you arm wrestled me? You know, um, I don't. I figured that you arm wrestled so many people. I just had to ask. I'm just an arm wrestler from way back. You know, <laughs> yeah. Every 20 minutes, I just grab somebody. Well, I imagine you crush all of your opponents. <laughs> no, 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 not necessarily. I, I was with, I arm wrestled some Marine on some air, air, uh, Marine base or Air Force base or something in Japan when I was in Japan on one of my tours. And I felt something. I, I beat him, but something popped in my elbow. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, so I don't do that as much as I used to. Yeah, that's probably smart. Yeah, I'm 61. I can't be, you know, I'll get in my backyard on my ninja course, but arm wrestling 22 year olds. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. How, oh. how, by the way, remind me on how it turned out, you and I. Oh, I crushed you. You cried. Yeah, I think uh, that you don't remember because you've been emotionally damaged. Yeah, I was, I was beaten. And I don't like that. <laughs> well, you're going to be doing so much at the Wellness Your Way Festival this year. I'm super excited. You're going to be doing a Mindfulness 101 like, speaking series a couple times on top of doing some workouts. Like, What does that kind of look like? What are you going to be talking about it's, with mindfulness? got me so busy. I'm going to be running around with my head cut off. Right? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, well, there'll be panels. Obviously, I'll get up there and I'll chat with other people about what I think is important when it comes to taking care of yourself and aging gracefully. Right. And that really com- combines uh, what I think is a combination of things, honestly. You know, I mean, it's the exercise, it's the hydration, it's the stress control, it's the meditation, it's finding your purpose, it's surrounding yourself with the right folks. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of a once you figure out the math on that, your life gets a whole lot easier. So I'm certainly fired up about talking. About, I mean, that's what I do. I just practice what I preach because the alternative sucks, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And then the workouts, you know, usually I do one and then I, they want me to do two. And there's a sort of a private one, I think, for some Kroger folks. Oh, cool. Which will be cool. And, um, you know, I think that was going to be yoga, to be honest with you. But, yeah, so I'll be plenty busy. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So what does your daily exercise routine look like? Just, you know, just for Tony, not for anybody else. 
Well, I get up at 3 a.m. and I run through the mountains. <laughs> uh, usually a marathon or two, depending on my mood. Okay. And I come home and I'll do a 45-minute pull-up session. Um, just plank for a good solid maybe two hours. Plank. I'll just plank for three days. Yeah. You know, <laughs> little sips of honey. You know. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Well, I'll give you the rundown. Um, I actually made a little bit of a shift just just purely out of out of knowing that, you know, variety is the spice of fitness, right? So forever Monday nights were my playa routine. But the reason why I switched them from Mondays to Wednesdays is because on Sundays, I mean, we do a pretty hectic, and I'm not kidding around, it's a four-hour session. I mean, it's not like you're exercising the entire four hours. But every single exercise, sometimes we do as many as 16, some as few as 14, but it's 14 to 16 every Sunday. And, you know, each exercise is is so taxing and so technical and so in some of them quasi dangerous because um, we're 17 feet up in the air on a rope, you know, with a little crappy pad underneath us. Um, so Sunday is so debilitating physically, mentally, and emotionally that that I turned Mondays into cardio. So as soon as you and I are ta- done talking today, um, I got about two just two friends. I think my wife's going to join me as well. Sometimes she jumps in. And we do a one-hour cardio session, and there's either six to six or eight stations. So I have a I have a stationary bike, a versa climber, a uh, treadmill, a heavy bag, a rowing machine, a slide board, a ski machine, and a jump rope. So that's all eight, I think. And we'll do three or four or five minutes each, with no more than twenty seconds between machines. And so, you know, I, I just can't get on a Versa Climber for 15 minutes anymore because I'd rather eat glass, you know, honestly. <laughs> just, I get that. <laughs> right. So the different machines, right, we're, we're, you know, we're constantly moving. We're taking extremely short breaks, maybe just a little sip of water. And we got the music tuned up pretty good. You know, we got a nice playlist that covers a little Rihanna, a little Zeppelin, you know what I mean, everything in between. And just, it's just fun, you know what I mean? It's just fun to kind of bounce around because that, you know, that kills the boredom and the injuries and it really, you know, it keeps the heart, lungs and legs busy the whole time. So that's Monday. Tuesday mornings is a lot of handstands. I've been working on handstands and working on, but it's also shoulders. We do buys and tries. And then Wednesday we do plyos because by, you know, plyo is I, I invite anywhere from, I invite 45 people and sometimes we'll have as many as 30, but at least five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 or 20 will show up. And I hate plyo with a passion, but I, I'm a skier and I understand the importance of it and how it keeps me young. So, you know, we're trying to go as low as possible, as high as possible and left, right, north, south, east, west, the whole bit, you know, plyometrically. And then uh, chest and back on Thursday, which is pushing and pulling. And sometimes we use weights and sometimes we use body weight. And I just I never walk in there on a Tuesday or Thursday morning with the same routine. I just try to recreate, reinvent the wheel. You know, I, well, let's just do 18 sets of dips, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> we never did that before, you know what I mean? Or let's just start with, you know, let's just do all push-ups today. You know, I mean, it's just, and maybe a couple of pull-ups at the end. And then Friday's been my day off lately, which is a nice day, you know, just chilling. I get in my infrared sauna, uh, my sun-lightened infrared sauna. Hey, I'm assuming that the podcast has started. Has it started? It has. Okay. <laughs> God, have, I sw- have I sworn yet? I have <laughs> And if you did, it's fine. There's no FCC rules here. You're fine. I snuck it in, though. I was like, I wonder if we're in. I think we're in, officially in. Um, and so that's Friday. And then Saturday, go to yoga in Malibu. Um, my friend Ted has a class at 9 a.m. It's a butt kicker, man. You leave there just sopping wet, you know, and uh, it just rings out all the stuff. You know, I love it because of the, 
you know, the four elements of, of yoga that I really appreciate, which are balance and strength and flexibility and mindfulness. And I get it all, you know, right there. And then I'm back to Sundays again, doing my routine. And every once in a while, like last week, I took five days off. I was supposed to go to Jackson Hole and hang out, you know, and I was, I have a little ski in, ski out path there that it gets all overgrown. So I go there in the fall to kind of chop it up and make it skiable come winter time. But I'm going back in November again, I'll probably be shoveling snow, but um, I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do anything for five days. And I just, you know, let my knee heal and my neck heal and my, and my left arm has been tweaky from just, you know, probably overtraining. And that's all I needed. I needed those five days and I came back really strong this week. So is it just, my own for a change. Is it just one of those things where you just got to listen to your body where you're like, you know what, I, I feel like I need a break. So I'm just going to listen to this and take a break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I write about it and I talk about it and I'll talk about it at the Kroger Wilderness Your Way thing. And so if somebody asks, do you do what you say? And I'll say yes, because I did. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. So, I did that thing that, I, you know, I mean, right, you have to understand. Oh, my dog, Charlie. What's he doing? Oh, he's got his bark collar on. So let's hope for the best. Um, yeah. So I, I uh, you know, I really just try to practice what I preach and, and, and I'll take one day off or two days off, sometimes three, but five. That was that was quite a few. And, I, you know, and then sometimes I start getting a little twitchy on day three. But I just told myself, you know what? These are the five days. You chose them in advance. And, um, you know, I did some stretching, some got did some foam rolling and things like that. I didn't, you know, completely. And I did some walking in the neighborhood. But I just, it was really peaceful and nice and mindful. And I was glad I did it. That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously you're a super fit dude <laughs> and you're very healthy and you're such a great motivator, which is why I wanted to talk to you about your book, The Big Picture 11 Laws That Will Change Your Life, because I feel like a question you have to be asked all the time is like, well, how do I get started and how do I live this kind of life? And like, you know, you know, how can I be like you and, and be motivated all the time? And I feel like that your book gives so many good answers of just like, life rules of like just how to live a good healthy life mm. you know it's interesting um you know it took a lot of years to, to kind of put piece those 11 laws together and you know what they were were sort of a culmination of a lot of different things i was learning over the course of the last 25 years and i you know i mean i went through a heavy duty personal development stage when i first came out to california because there wasn't really much of that growing up on the east coast in the in the 70s i mean People like, you know, Deepak Chopra were new and Tony Robbins was, I don't even think was around yet. And, and I read some Andrew Weil stuff, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, he was writing books like uh, Your Erroneous Zones and Looking Out for Number One and these books, his first books back in the 70s. But then you come out here and there's Richard Carlson and, and Gary Zukoff and uh, Keith Ellis and, and all these people that I sort of, you know, all kind of word of mouth. Well, what about that book? Well, what are you reading? You know, like like Keith Ellis' The Magic Lamp. I mean, that book really affected me tremendously when it kind of came to my career. And then you're reading books about finance and relationships and, and just how to be a better, more productive human being. And I've got these Paragon camps here at my house. I've had two already. We've got another one coming up in November. And, um, you know, we only invite 28 people to come. And it's a three-day weekend. It's a sort of a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. And and what it is, it's like, you know, it's, it's a lot of it has to do with with what I wrote in the book, the big picture. But since then, you know what? You know, you always want to be on a, uh, in a place of, of growth and learning. And so I'm always picking up new books, you know, from, you know, Ma Malcolm Gladwell or whatever, you know, and, and, uh, and pulling out little pieces of that, you know. And so 
you know, you look at all those years prior to writing my book and they're just, it's just basically, you know, reconstructed information that was applicable to me as I was struggling in my life. And when I look at them now, you know, people will, who've read the book have said, man, it's just, it's like most of it is, it's not rocket science. It's just common sense. And, you know, I mean, it's education application. That's all. I mean, so, you know, you look at all the things that we learned through school from first grade through high school and college and grad school. If people went that far, there's multiple steps. There's lots of time and energy and hours and, and years that go by for you to gather that information so you can become a semi-productive human being. But, you know, even with all those years of schooling, there's a lot of missing, like, you know, not everybody takes a finance class. So they're up to their eyeballs in debt because they didn't know they didn't learn that in school or or maybe, you know, they didn't know how to learn how to be a, a you know, a decent parent or a decent, you know, a decent uh, spouse. And so sometimes these things have to come through personal development. And, and that's just that's what I was doing. I just was trying to fill in the pieces. I mean, you know, I could walk and talk and chew gum and drive my car and pay my bills. But I was still living in a, you know, two bedroom apartment with a view of the train station, you know, so and, and up to my eyeballs in debt. So I knew there was a lot of missing pieces. And so when you look at the big picture, it was basically a, a, a bio uh, autographical, is that a word? <laughs> bio autographical sure. book. <laughs> uh, about my life. You know, I mean, these are things that I needed to learn so that I wouldn't make the same mistakes I used to make so that I could have the things I always wanted. Because I know it's a very short time frame here on this planet. I mean, uh, the, the, you know, I work out with people in their 20s and 30s. The oldest people I work out with are in their 40s. And there's a couple in their 50s that show up once in a while. But I'm, I'm the lone anomaly, you know, I'm the old man in the group, you know, and so um, uh, for me to be able to do the things that I do to compete with people, you know, a lot of them half my age or a third. There was a girl here, an American Ninja Warrior gal who was 22 who was here yesterday. I said, oh, let's see, multiply your age times three and you're just a little bit older than I am. But it was fun to be able to compete and be able to actually do some exercises that this American Ninja Warrior finalist couldn't do, you know, so it just makes me feel young. I mean, the whole idea here is, you know, you don't want to end up with early onset curmudgeon disorder. I mean, good God, because that could turn into into chronic curmudgeon disorder, yeah. which of course eventually kill you, which is known as your terminal curmudgeon disorder. And I just there's too many people who are too sad, and depressed and overwhelmed and anxious and freaked out and in fear because they weren't willing to put in the time and energy into learning how to be better human beings. And that's why I wrote the book, you know. So what's the biggest pieces of advice that have worked for you? Like what really clicked for you that made you kind of be like, oh, my God, and this is what's changing my life? You know, there's there's little two, three, four, five, six, seven word phrases that pop in my head all the time. And one of them is composure and patience. Composure and patience. Because I come from a long line of very stressful people. Right. <laughs> You know, people who like my father, my grandfather, my parents, I mean, I, maybe they, you know, they came out of World War Two and depression and stuff, you know, and so there was a lot of angst, you know, a lot of me against you, uh, a lot of how to beat the other guy kind of mentality, you know, and it just seemed too aggro for me, you know what I mean? And so I, and I got really sick about two years ago, I ended up with Ramsey Hunt syndrome, and then I still kind of suffer from uh, as a result of that bilateral vestibular hypofunction, which is a balance issue and a and an Epstein-Barr issue, you know what I mean? So when you get really sick and you can barely move and you lose 25 pounds and you're throwing up all day and, you, you know, you feel like you're on the top of Mount Everest with the flu naked, Ew. you know, it just, it's just, it's just that will humble a person and teach you to mellow out. So composure and patience are really important for me. That's part of my 
Because like there's no more meds I can take, no more tinctures, no more acupuncture prep. There's no nothing else I can do to make this thing go away. It's probably permanent, and it changes by the hour. You know, I mean, I could have a whole half a day that's great, and then bang, it just hits me walking, you know, walking into a bright room or something. And so it just teaches me to be okay with it. I mean, I you know I've been to Walter Reed Army Hospital with guys who've lost limbs, and so I have a balance issue, and I get tired once in a while. I mean, you know, comparatively. So what, you know, and that's where the mindfulness comes in and that's where the, the, the patience and the composure comes in. It's like, OK, here's a situation that appears to be stressful. What's the what's the what, what's my best possible outcome and what do I need to do to get there? All right. So you get you get elements of that in the book, you know, and then I th- say to my, you know, and the other thing is 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 um, learning and the journey that 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 comes with that. A lot of people don't like being. Uh, bad at something so that's the reason why they'll you know they'll go to a orange theory class and it'll be really hard and they won't do very well and they'll feel embarrassed and they'll never go again and i think to myself oh my god how perfect was that like you're of course that's how it's supposed to go it's supposed to be hard the first time you go to a spinning class it's supposed to be hard the first time you do p90x it's supposed to be hard the first time you run a half marathon it's supposed to be hard but then if if it's important to you if it brings value to you then you you, you keep doing it, you know, and the other f- phrase I use a lot is the more you do, the better you get. So the first time you do P90X, yeah, not the 50th. I mean, how many times do you want to do it before you, when you begin to master something? And then think of that journey and think of that story and think of the, the, the influence that you'll have on other people as a result of having had the cojones to hang in there. You know what I mean? That makes for a much more interesting life and a much more interesting story and a, a much greater impact in the people around you than if you just quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you just went, oh, you know, and so, you know, I mean, that's well, that's how I discovered yoga. That's how I discovered Pilates. That's how I discovered, you know, running on a track. I was, I'm not a natural athlete. I'm the worst athlete in the world. I have the longest, most horrendous learning curve of anybody I've ever met. You know what I mean? So my journey is a little bit longer than other people's, but then I have a much, much more interesting story than people who are naturally pretty good at things. You know what I mean? And so that's the whole thing. Like the more you do, the better you get. And of course, you know, the one that I'm known for, which is the first chapter in the book is do your best and forget the rest. And most people, you know, they, they don't forget the rest. They focus on the rest and they focus on, on how poorly something went or, or how embarrassed they thought they got or, or how inept they were, or the fact they had two left feet or that they ran much slower than they anticipated they would. You know, and so we're, we're too busy judging the journey. And so, you know, what I try to do is, you know, and this is all in the book, I try to really lower my expectations down to nothing. I mean, you know, and, and I just I just show up, you know, 80 percent of life is showing up according to Woody Allen. I think the other 20 percent is trying to pay attention to what's going on when you're there. Um, you know, they're just little simple tales that just make take the pressure off, you know what I mean? And, and allow you to be more curious about what it is that you want to try to seek to do, you know, and and. Um, and, and then there's just less disappointment. Like if I keep my expectations low and all I have to do is show up and I'm not trying to compare myself to others and I'm not really I'm not really trying to judge it. And I understand it's part of the journey of falling down, getting up, falling down, getting up. You know, it's not really failure. Failure is just another word for awesome. I mean, you know, it's another it's another word for learning. It's another word for growth. You know what I mean? So if you're paying attention to the journey and you understand that, oh, OK, I, I I should have done this. I could have done that. Well, maybe I'll try next time. And then maybe you won't succeed. But so what? You, you, you keep coming. And that, I mean, look, I'm a C minus student that had a speech impediment for the first half of my life. You know, I mean, my, my my story shouldn't be interesting or exciting or, or, or worth telling. But I hated being, you know, broke and and 
I hated the fact that I couldn't communicate very well with folks. I mean, I didn't have much of a vocabulary when I was younger. And so I got a calendar with a word of the day on it. And I learned those words and now I use them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's easier than you think once you figure out what the rules are. Oh, yeah, I mean, but that's what makes you such a great motivator is that you've been through the struggle and you persevered and you took, you know, it's just in your mindset of taking setbacks and being like, how can I learn from this and move forward instead of letting it hold you back? That's exactly true. I mean, if you look at anybody, Tony Robbins, uh, uh, Brendan Bouchard is another example of somebody who, you know, did not have great beginnings, but they were curious and they didn't mind falling down and getting back up and over and over again. And they were really well, they were really uh, good at disseminating their story and disseminating their, their, their intel to people who were curious to learn. And I think I've been that person. I mean, think about it. I, I couldn't say you know, 10 words without stuttering or stammering. I mean, the, the speech impediment I, I had was cluttering and I still do it once in a while. And, you know, whenever I do, do, do that, I'll make a joke of it instead of going into a panic. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been on stage and the cluttering thing will kick in for just two or three words. And then of course I'll do sort of this animated reverse talk thing. Like I was going to say <laughs> before, I, before all those words all tumble together. You know what I mean? And I don't get into panic about things. And, I, and, and the judgment thing is really huge. There's so many people who, who I communicate on a regular basis who are struggling. And I, and I think to myself, man, you're fretting so much. How is that serving you? Like, what if you just took the fretting out and you went and you, you did whatever and it was horrible? You know, I mean, you just fell flat on your face. Compare that to, to saying no. No to the experience altogether. Like, I don't even want to go through that kind of kind of uh, experience. Then, you know, look back at that life. That's not much of a life. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you you've said yes and you've kept your expectations down. You're not going to you're not going to judge it. And and, you know, that coming back over and over again is going to, to uh, improve the, the situation. Then that'll be an amazing life. That'll be an amazing story. That's something that you can share. That's something that will help inspire and motivate others. That's worth doing. So As opposed you- to saying, saying no, like my friend, my friend, David, um, hadn't skied in 15 years. And, you know, I became, you know, we were working out and hanging out and he'd come to the playa routine. And I say, why do you do playa? Like, why do you come and suffer like this on a Monday night? He goes, I don't know. Cause my wife tells me I need to get in better shape. <laughs> so, Is that the reason I said, are you a skier? He goes, Oh, I gave it up. I haven't, you know, he's 50. He's not old. He said, I gave it up, you know, I, my knees and this and that. And I said, well, you know, let me give you my knee doctor. Uh, you know, you're doing plyos and you're modifying, but you're doing it. I said, why don't you come on a ski trip with me? And so, you know, he was back and forth and oh my God. And so I told him where it was, I t- told him how to get there. I told him, get on my flight, you know, and he was wigged out. He was wigged out on the hill. And then when we got on a blue run and he was really panicking. And I said, David, you're a beautiful skier, man, and you haven't done this in 15 years, and you can, I could tell you're enjoying it. And if you and I had not had these conversations about this, you wouldn't be up, you wouldn't be out here. And so the third year in, the guy's skiing double black diamonds, and he never even skied those when he was younger, and the guy's 52 now. So it just goes to show you that, you know, a lot of it has to do with your tribe, and I talk about that in the book, too. You're like, who are the people that you're around? Who are the people that, you know, if you've got a bunch of people who are naysayers and finger pointers, I mean, you know, God, it's going to be like a, like a human, you know, like human anchors on your life. 
it might be time to clean house, you know? And so you have to have those conversations. Hey, Bob, you know what? It sounds like you're really struggling and you don't really want to do half the things that I want to do. And it seems like you're complaining a lot. And, and I don't mean to, you know, judge you or anything, but I just, I'm going to need some time off. How about, how about you and I, you know I mean? I'm going to go try this P90X thing, or I'm going to go on, on one of these heli ski trips. And, um, you know, when you're ready to kind of rock and roll, because my life isn't getting any shorter. So I'm going to go begin to do these things. And I'm sorry to say that, that I'm just, I just can't communicate with you as much as I used to. I'm so sorry. Like those are not easy conversations to have, but I'm telling you, I've had dozens of those. And so what I do is I go in search of people who are really wanting to like, you know, it's 10 bucks to come to the Kroger wellness your way festival. It's 10 bucks. And you know, people will live within 20 miles and they'll know who I am, but they won't come for whatever ridiculous reason. I don't know. You know, they're afraid and they'll be in the back of the room and they won't perform whatever it is. But other people who will be, you know, 85 pounds overweight will, tr will drive seven and a half hours to come and say hello and get in there and do it, you know? So, you know, life is just a series of yeses, you know, and, uh, and enjoying the journey along the way, in my opinion. Yeah, just getting past that fear. I was going to say that, you know, I do you feel like the the fear of judgment and the fear of failure is what holds most people back in, in your experience dealing with so many people? I would say it's two of the top ten. You know, I mean, there, there's uh, everybody has all kinds of different reasons why they don't do things. You know, I mean, you, you it's funny when you, you, you know, you put somebody in a corner and you start asking them questions about, hey, what, you know, you used to do this and you used to love that and used to be full of energy and laughter and happiness and used to love your job and, and where'd all that go? You know, the last five years, you're not even the same person anymore. And who knows? You know, there's, there's some really traumatic things to happen to people. And that that's, you know, that's a whole different conversation. You know, people who've lost a loved one or, 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 or you know, the house burned down or, or, you know, they've had a job for 20 years and they just get laid off. There's, you know, those aren't easy things to come back from. But at some point, you got to you got to do it. You know, I mean, I remember when my when my mother, my mother passed away much younger than she should have. And my father died suddenly. I mean, he was, you know, he died at a, in a restaurant. He, he choked to death in a restaurant. I mean, there's uh, heavy things that happen, you know, in, in our lives. And so, you know, me, I always end up doing the, I think I'm, I rewired myself because of all the personal development. Like I would train harder and work out harder and meditate more. You know what I mean? I'll exaggerate all the good things because I just, I just not, I'm not a fan of suffering for very long. It's not, it's not like I didn't, you know, weep. And, and feel that sadness. I mean, I didn't want, and I didn't try to push that out either. You know, I had conversations with my sisters about it and, and reminisced and pulled out the old photo albums and all of that, you know, just to sort of, you know, I, I still dream about my parents, which is really crazy. Like at different points, you know, in, in the dream, I go, oh, I'm dreaming about my 35 year old parents or my, oh, I'm dreaming about my parents in their seventies. You know, it's kind of funny, but uh, they're still in there. You know, your subconscious mind still thinks about the people that you love, that you've lost. Um, but you know, this, the day to day stuff, you know, the data states, the traffic and the fatigue and the poor night's sleep and the, maybe that, that, you know, those three cocktails that you shouldn't have the night before, those aren't things that you should let, you know, traumatize you and hold you back. Those things can be, can be remedied pretty quickly with just having the right people around you and, and making lists and setting goals and <laughs> the basics, you know. So if somebody's kind of recognizes that about themselves and they're listening to this, what would your best advice be? Like you wake up tomorrow, how are you going to, you know, start a plan to live the life that you want to? Well, you know, one of the, 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 the there are things that I write about in the book and they are purpose, plan and accountability, right? So, 
you know, I mean, finding your purpose is is different for different people. I mean, some people, their purpose is, their, is how they make a living. And so those folks are in pretty good shape to begin with. A lot of folks are just bringing home, you know, money to pay the bills and the mortgage and the rent or whatever it is. And, you know, there's, they feel like maybe there's not enough time for their purpose. But, you know, you know, I also think that hobbies are another way to sort of get there. You know, at least you're spending part of your day, part of your week doing something you really love that doesn't bring in any money, but at least you get an opportunity to have that sort of passion. You know, there's a great story that I, that I remember reading one of my personal development books about a guy who was an accountant. He worked for a big firm and he was in one of the cubicles, didn't even have a window to look out of every day. And he's just there with everybody, everybody else on this huge floor crunching numbers, you know, for this big company. But on, on Saturday and Sunday, you know, he was on his bike. He was at the local bike shop. I mean, his, his, you know, he had a great relationship with his wife and his kids. And they understood because he worked so darn hard, which is great. I mean, there was a lot of communication. I remember reading that, hey, honey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm working hard all week. You know, can I go ride my bike with my buddies? Can you come along with? Can I bring the kids with, on bikes? And he was just a bike freak. You know, and he'd go into the local bike shop. And he would just talk everybody's ear off. He probably, you know, in the in the book, it, the story read that he knew as much or more than the manager and everybody that worked there when it came to gears and handles and whatever, you know, mountain bike and and uh, and uh, I'm going to say ten speeds. How old am I? Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, and street bikes. And so the manager at one point said, dude, we could use your help. You know, you think you could, be, you could work on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday for an afternoon or something. And so he went home to his wife and, she, and he said, oh, my God, I would love that. You know, because other people would come in and he would start talking to customers and they thought he worked there. You know what I mean? And so because he was so fired up about it. And then eventually, he's, you know, he started working on the weekends. And then five years later, he bought the place. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, purpose is kind of everything. It's like, you know, the the French have a term called raison d'etre, your reason for being. What is it? What is it? And and for a lot of people, it's on the weekends, they get to be able to go do what they love. And then eventually, you know, you might end up owning the bike shop or, or, or changing careers. And there's people that, you know, that's not an easy thing to do, because it's scary. And, and, uh, and so there's a lot of, you know, various steps that one has to take to be able to make that transition. And so for me, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I was a handyman and a, and a, and a pantomime at the pier and, you know, a go-go dancer. I had all kinds of crazy got jobs. I was a, you know, I was a carpenter. I'd made furniture uh, when I first came here. And then I had, I had these, you know, I worked retail. I was a waiter. I mean, I had three, four or five jobs at once. Um, but I was never going to be a guy that was going to work in an office for somebody else or sell cars or something. I, I knew there was something more for me. And so, you know, by dabbling at a bunch of different things, um, you know, and then I was exercising a lot and I was going on auditions. I wanted to be an actor. You know, that was the whole bit. I wanted to be an actor and a comedian. So I joined Second City L.A. and I and I would go around town and I do my, you know, five to eight minute little spots on open mic nights. And most nights were pretty hor- horrific. Um, but you know, here I had this, and then I started training my boss. I was a runner over at Fox, 20th Century Fox. And, you know, I always kept my, my eyes and ears open for something different. And so, you know, there's a long story as to how I ended up where I am, but it's because, you know, I was following my, my, my purpose and my purpose was I wanted to be an actor. And I also really loved this fitness thing. And I started training my boss and all of a sudden, you know, I was using all my acting skills when it came to training people. I, you know, I made it entertaining for, for them. I made it fun. You know, I wasn't a drill sergeant. Sometimes I was if I had to be, but I was a therapist and I was a drill sergeant and I was a motivator. I was everything depending on the person I was training. 
and you know you had to you had to be a chameleon like that to be able to you know get the most out of people and most people have one note you know what i mean like a lot of trainers have one note and they know about one thing you know and so they're going to be very limited when it comes to their growth so you know that my my and then i started making goals i was reading my personal development thing and so i thought to myself what is my plan so i learned how to re, uh, reverse engineer a lot of the things in my life you know if you look at somebody who wants to go climb kilimanjaro for example all right. Well, okay. What does that look like? What's your, what's your, all right. Let's start with the day you're on top, right? And you're you're there and you're holding the flag of your origin. And what's the day before look like? And what's the day before look like that look like? All the way to the point where you write it down on a piece of paper and say, I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro on June seventh, uh, 2020. All right. And so it you have sometimes and that that really worked for me. That strategy sort of reverse engineering everything. And of course, not everything turned out the way I wanted it to at the pace I wanted it to. But I did, you know, I did write things down and I put big old notes on the back of my refrigerator and the back of my front door and on my on my bathroom mirror, you know, constant reminders in my handwriting and bright red magic marker about, you know, what I needed to do, you know, and, and then a lot of it was accountability. I mean, purpose, plan and accountability. Those are the three things I talk about on the book. And when it comes to exercise, accountability is everything. I rarely ever, ever work out alone. And like if you look at every business dealing I've ever done. You know, I've got a brand new supplement line coming out at the end of the year. You know, there's 27 people involved in that process from writers to designers to producers and cameramen and gaff, you know, everybody. There's a lot of people on teams that are working with me to make that happen. And, um, you know, and you're constantly having those conversations and, you know, conference calls and meetings and, and shoot days and, and, and all of it, you know, and, um, and, you know, it's a, it's a whole process. And so if you've got your purpose in line, you've got a plan, you're setting some goals and you're patient and you're not too attached to the outcome. I mean, you got to be a little bit attached, but, but, uh, um, it's just, you know, plugging along, plugging ahead day after day after day. I think a lot of people who are entrepreneur types just don't have the work ethic. I didn't early on. I mean, I have 23 failed businesses, 23 from mouth guards to insoles, to home delivery food, to TV pilots. I mean, but <laughs> You know, you just you keep going. I mean, I, I just shot 21 workouts with Gaim, and I was with Beachbody for 20 years, and I was riding that wave, and that wave came home. You know, I mean, not everything lasts forever. And so, you know, what was I going to do? What was me and sell my house and live in a van down by the river? No. I let the whole damn world know that I'm free to do anything I want to do with anybody. And so now I have I have eight projects. You know, I have John Maxwell's uh, working on John Maxwell's health and wellness, obviously doing some stuff with Kroger, uh, working with Guy and we're going to shoot, you know, four, four more hours of work uh, material, working with a uh, tonal. I'm not sure if you're familiar with tonal, but this is it's kind of like the mirror. It's it's uh, the investors are the same folks that invested in Peloton. It's this unbelievable, beautiful uh, piece of art that sits on your wall that has these uh, retractable arms that go in every possible direction. So, you know, chest, back, shoulders, arms, biceps, tries, core, legs, glutes, calves. I mean, this, you know, it folds up on the wall. It sticks out four inches. It's an amazing thing. And there's all these, you know, amazing trainers on that. And they want to, they want me to build some content, develop some, some uh, new, new talent for them. And so, you know, I'm a busy boy. And now, I, you know, I'm talking to my bo a brand new book agent tomorrow to write a, a cookbook. So, you know, maybe I'll have 15 minutes to breathe on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So what would you say your purpose is now? 
Oh, wow. You know, my purpose now, to be perfectly honest, this is top secret. Don't tell anybody. Okay. No one's listening. I'm sure it's just you and me. Right. Um, I want to work my butt off for the next four years and get this vitamin thing going, get the tonal going, um, working on a clothing line um, and get these, you know, get this passive income moving and grooving and then just do public events. You know what I mean? My goal is to just, you know, kick back, ski 100 days a year and and just do the occasional um, public speaking events and motivational speaking events, things like that. And uh, and then do some more military tours again. I miss those. I haven't done them in a while. At the peak of P90X, I was all over the globe, you know, from Kosovo to Korea, South Korea, going on these, you know, two, three, four week. You know, I've been to 65 military bases around the world and uh, working with the DOD, Department of Defense and and AFE, Armed, Armed Forces Entertainment. And it's just, you know, it's just really thrilling to, you know, meet our men and women in uniform and do workouts on aircraft carriers and throw up in F-15s and stuff. It's really, really fun. That's awesome. Well, I think that's super cool that what you're saying is like filling your cup is doing these speaking events and you're going to be doing multiple here in Cincinnati with the Wellness Your Way Festival that you can come out and do your thing and what you love and people can come participate that and then, you know, just you can change lives. You're just sitting in a room with somebody telling your story and how that can just deeply affect so many people. I think that's just such a cool experience. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. People don't realize it, but their lives have changed hundreds of times through conversations, through showing up in places and having conversations with total strangers or, or whoever, you know what I mean? I mean, my life is just a series of conversations that have changed my lives changed my life. And a lot, a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it is this stuff that I've been reading over the course of the years too, you know, and applying it, education application. And, and so, um, I'm still in that mode and, and that's why I work with Kroger to do that because I love getting up on stage and, and disseminating what I know in, in a very passionate way and hopefully throwing some humor in there as well to keep people from falling asleep on me. <laughs> um, and yeah, because, you know, I mean, at 61, I've lived a, a quite a long time and I've, 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 I, you know, it's weird to me. It just seems like sort of a natural path. Like if I, like I had some friends here, some, this, this one gal with that ninja gal that I told you about and her husband and some friends who were sitting out on my back patio and I have kind of a, like a cartoon like view, you know what I mean? It's this, this, these lush green hills. Uh, and then you look through this valley and you see a good chunk of LA, you know, um, LAX at the airport and, 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 and Long Beach and, and San, San Pedro and some areas. So there's all mountains and there's all these, you know, sparkly little lights looking through. And, you know, not, you know, like I said, I, when I said I had a view of the train station, it was really a convalescent home, but it wasn't, you know, that great. And that view, I had that view for 21 years, you know, and my car got broken into every Tuesday, whether it needed to be or not. You know, it's just that kind of a area that I lived in, you know, and it, to me it was normal, I, you know, but, you know, obviously when you look back, it was nothing spectacular. And they were saying to me yesterday, say like, when you look out here, when you look at this view, like, what do you think? And um, and I think I need to cut that mountain down so I can get a better city view. That's what I think. No, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, sometimes I, I I I get I get I don't want to use the word jaded, but I I you know I'm always reaching for the next plateau. You know, I mean, with all eight businesses, you know, I want them all to completely max out. I want to be able to. I want my clothing line to blow up. I want my supplement line to blow up. I want everybody in the planet to, to be, you know, doing my workouts on Gallium and on Tonal. And I have another project too, which is, uh, you know, I'm I'm going into business with an old friend, and we're going to be doing a, a separate workout series that that 
all my, all my fans have been waiting for 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 four or five years, and we're going to give it to them next year. I can't really give it away because you know people will panic if I, if I give away too much. But yeah, I'm really excited about that too. The one thing I can say it's um, kind of geared toward people my age. You know, what I mean, so most of the cast will be 45. 45 and older. It doesn't mean people in their 20s and 30s can't do it. They certainly can. It'll be just as hard for them. But we want to give people, you know, the boomers are the biggest, you know, there's more people over the age of 55 than there are under the age of 15 in this country. <clears throat> and that's a lot of people, right? So, you know, and when I when I go to work out, there just aren't anybody my age. And it's just because they don't have the right information and they don't have the right platform. And we want to provide that for people. So we're really excited about that. I probably just gave away too much information. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Well, since you are doing so much stuff and you want it to all blow up, like what's the best way that people can come support you? Like where can they buy your supplements and your books and all that fun stuff? Uh, everything is TonyHortonLife.com. So I can give away my, t- my Twitter or my Facebook or my Instagram stuff, but it's all right there because, um, you know, for the Paragon events, for example, a lot of people are signing up for those and they don't know how to get there. And they, they, they sell out super fast because there's only 28 spaces and people are coming to my home. You know, they're, we set, set this thing up. We've got great hotels are right next right nearby where I live at, at amazing rates. And, you know, like, for example, we're going to have um, John Rady is coming to speak at my next event. If you know who John Rady is, he wrote the book Spark, you know, the effects of physical physical activity on the human brain. He's a Harvard scientist guy, you know, and so uh, John and I have become friends and he's, you know, he's been in China, back and forth in China, doing a lot of work there. And, you know, he's he's in high demand all over the country. And so we finally got him for this November event. And so it's just not very often that you get to see somebody like that speak with only 28 people in the room, you know what I mean? And so he's going to give us two hours of his time. Um, So there'll be uh, basically uh, 90 minutes of a lecture or maybe a little bit less than that. And then the rest will be Q&A. And so, you know, that book, John Rady's book, Spark, completely changed the way I exercise and how often I exercise and how consistent I am and uh, with, with exercise. So, we, you know, we've got some really, you know, amazing people. Uh, you know, we had um, Darren Olean, the creator of Shakeology from Beachbody, who's been a friend forever, you know, his health and wellness. Then we had Brendan Brazier, the creator of Vega, the, the, the trip before that, you know, in March. And so we really try to go out of our way um, to make sure that we've got great speakers um, that really kind of blow people's mind. Of course, I get up there and I do my seminar. Um, which, you know, which has changed and morphed over the course of years, just basically what I've learned, you know. And so, um, you know, my my seminar is about uh, learning to be a mindful athlete and also a, a person who's a, uh, you know, uh, has great, great, how do I want to put this, has a great effect on the planet, you know, outside of themselves. You know, it's basically a seminar on how to learn how to get your act together enough so that it's not about you anymore. It's really about your impact on the earth, not only your friends and family and people that you you work with, but but beyond that, like the, the kind of power that we have as human beings and how easy it is. Like a lot of us don't realize that, you know, think, oh, I'm not a politician. You know, I'm not a world leader. I'm not an influencer. And and through my seminar, you you realize that you can have an amazing impact on on hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people, uh, which is some cool information that I've learned over the years, obviously, because that's what I do. Um, and then on top of that, you know, we go to the track and we we run with Olympians, which is cool. You know what I mean? And then we uh, I've got the ninja course in the backyard. We got the obstacle course, 
um, you know, a friend of mine, Michael Bradley, who's just this absolute freak of an athlete. And he's just, he's so knowledgeable. He does all his martial arts and animal flow stuff and a lot of stuff in the pool. And, um, you know, it's immersive, man. It's, it's, it's physical, mental, emotional, and for, for a lot of people, very spiritual weekend because they, you know, people leave here in tears <laughs> in a good way, you know, because the impact has been so great that there's just there's so much, so much emotion that comes up. You know, it's like a it's like a reprogramming. It's like going through the matrix. You know, that's really what it's like. Somebody said it's like it's like physical, mental, emotional matrix. This thing, like somebody plugged all this stuff in. Now I have to go home and use it. And the cool thing is from these weekends is that people stay stay in touch. Like there's Facebook uh, pages for each group. Um, you know, the March group's got its own original gangster page, and then the August group's got theirs. And now the new November group are starting to communicate. And so yeah, they're the first March groups planning at their reunion. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's basically mad. So. And is that something you just sign up for on your website? Yeah, you go to TonyHortonLife.com to, to sign up for it. Um, and the events, you know, hit the events tab and it'll come, pop down. But the, the one that's there now is the November event. And we don't, we don't have dates for 2020 yet. But there will be a, a spring, summer, and fall event. That's kind of when we do them. So this year it was March, August, November. We're kind of thinking April, July, October. But we haven't, we haven't nailed it down yet. So, but so, it'll be up hopefully in a couple of weeks. So is what you're talking about, at the, I mean, I know you're speaking like, ooh, like three different times at the Wellness Your Way Festival is, is part of – what you speak about at those events, kind of what you're speaking about at Wellness Your Way? Well, you know, the Wellness Your Way is more of a Q&A thing. So okay. it's not, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not getting up there and doing a, a, a seminar or a, or a keynote um, with, a, with a PowerPoint. It's just, a, you know, a group of us on stage sort of kind of you know, answering questions. But, you know, I'll always kind of moving it, move it in that direction. I mean, you know, if somebody is asking me about, you know, macros versus micros, it'll be hard to talk about, you know, mindfulness at that point. But, but yeah. uh, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's, it's sort of different at, at uh, Kroger. That's awesome. Well, I mean, then you can get the best of both worlds. Come to the Wellness Your Way Festival, hear you talk about mindfulness, and then come hang out in the pool in your backyard and hear about a whole different thing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, I mean, honestly, we tried to do a big venue down in San Diego with 500 people. But there's so many moving parts and, you know, you can lose a lot of money with that. And, and, it's, and it's people that you don't know that are running it. My wife, our friends, and me run this thing. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're buying silverware and we're renting tables and chairs and, uh, you know, I'm picking playlists. It's, it's all us. And so we have complete control over it. So, you know, if it doesn't go well, it's our fault 100%. We can't blame anybody else. But we're, we're two for two. And we got a pretty good formula right now, and we've got a great lineup of speakers. We've got a great schedule. We even extended the November camp to an, uh, an extra day. So people are coming in on Thursday instead of Friday now. So we're going to be all day Friday, all day Saturday, and half day Sunday. Where before it was Friday night, all day Saturday, and then three quarters of a day on Sunday. So, you know, we were just jamming in so much stuff. And people were saying, when do I breathe? Like the only time people were breathing was during their meals. Yeah. We provide, you know what I mean. So we want to give people a little more downtime and some storytelling and little talent show stuff. We're going to have some fun with the next one, I think. So, and we want them all to be different, even though everybody who's coming is different. I mean, we haven't any haven't had any repeat people. Um, it's just it's more interesting for us to have different speakers and, and and add an extra day and 
can change the sequence a little bit. So, yeah. Awesome. So TonyHortonLife.com for all of that. TonyHortonLife.com. Hit the events tab. (laughs) You know, you'll see all my, how to get a hold of me and how to talk, you know, that way you get to, you can ask me any question you want. We're pretty good at responding. And then you'll get the, when you do that, um, you put in your email address and you'll get my newsletter on what's the latest and the greatest. Um, and then you'll also learn about my annual uh, ski snowboard yoga retreat in Jackson Hole that'll be happening this January. Um, and we're giving our, our previous Paragon attendees uh, first choice on that. But uh, it'll be open to everybody um, by uh, oh mid-October. Oh, right on. October. So that's around the corner. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and then the yeah. Wellness Your Way Festival is happening in Cincinnati, October 11th, 12th, and 13th, and you're doing stuff every single day every for that, day right? Every single day, crack at 2 a.m., moving, moving, <laughs> talking, training. Arm and- wrestling me. That's, I mean, that's number one priority. <laughs> and, 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 and arm wrestling, oh, yeah. you and I. <laughs> Get the rematch. So, you know, you try to redeem yourself this time. I know. I'm going to start working on them all week. I got a <laughs> left arm, so I don't know. That's my strong arm. But, oh, my God. On the ninja course yesterday, uh, I was I was reaching for gold, and I think I ended up with more pain than gold. But uh, nothing my physical therapist can't make better. <laughs> well, awesome. It's uh, so awesome talking to you. I mean, you're such, I mean, such an inspiration in every way of just such a great motivator and just how – you know, the message that you have with health and wellness and mindfulness. I mean, it's just so awesome. I hope that everybody can go see you at every opportunity. I mean, I saw you last year at the Wellness Your Way Festival, and it was just awesome meeting you and being in your presence. So I hope that anybody that has the opportunity can take it and just thank you for everything that you do. Well, thank you, Amanda. That's extremely kind of you. The check is in the mail. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I mean, I think – just to finish, one thing I want to finish with for people who maybe are on the fence about coming or not, you know, I would just tell anybody and everybody, if you're in the area, I mean, last year, there are people who came in, you know, got in airplanes and came to that event, you know what I mean? Which was, you know, from other parts of the country, which is pretty amazing. I was on Facebook and this woman said, only eight and a half hours from where I live. <laughs> like, okay, come on down, you know what I mean? And the idea here is just to be there and be part of the experience because, you know, above and beyond what I'm going to be able to provide folks, there's so much other great stuff. There's great music and there's just so many great, you know, companies there representing health and wellness in general. And, and Kroger, you know, they, they, they're incredible on, on, uh, on their willingness to pull all the stops on all of it. You know, they do such a first class world class job when it comes to putting one of these events together. And so come on, come all, join us all, me and Amanda and you, and uh, we'll do some push-ups, some jumping jacks. We'll punch some, you know, imaginary things in the air. And we'll break <laughs> us and it'll be good for everybody. And, uh, and you know, what I want to try to do during the, the workouts, too, is even give some of those folks some time for Q&A, if, if there is. I hope so. Oh, I'm sure there will be. I'm sure people have plenty of questions. Well, good, good, good. I'm looking forward to it. I I enjoy it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for being on my podcast, and I'll see you in October. My pleasure, Amanda. I'll see you there. Get ready. Here I come. (laughs) 